I got a question for you guys, and I mean this question fully rhetorically. Want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. You can apply for free. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound and use the code REBOUND. Anybody who is going to buy Intel's modem corporation <laughs> modem stuff, take one step forward, please. Uh, I just hit my desk. It really hurt. Clunk. <laughs> We're all buying it. Am I? Line forms behind me. <laughs> People seem more surprised, like surprised about this in a way I didn't expect because I thought this had like already been rumored. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, right. I thought like, it came out like a, like a month or month two or ago. two ago. Yeah, it's yeah. just the kind of thing I'd expect Apple to dial up. Oh man! Oh God! Jesus, John, I think we can go. <laughs> Let the record show. I was at Dan Warren's wedding, and people talked about how they knew he was in love with his wife when they tried to out pun each other. His then fiance, his then girlfriend. But I do it, and he wants to divorce the podcast. I don't understand. <laughs> well, if I married you too, that'd be awful big of me. <laughs> <laughs> I made John laugh with that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> now I'm divorcing the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think there's anything surprising about them buying Intel's modem business. I mean, Intel doesn't, first of all, Intel doesn't want their modem business. They made that yeah, clear. Yeah, apparently. Well, first of all, they haven't bought it yet. At this recording. They may not. Right. Well, I mean, they, they, but Intel was looking for a buyer for oh, like a while back. Yeah. And Apple wants to build its own modem. So why not, you know, get a head start there, I guess. Yeah. I get it. Case closed. Yeah dummies they probably have some patents too that probably wouldn't be attractive if you i don't know it is funny though because you know with all the rumors they're still flying around about apple you know breaking up with intel uh for processor stuff uh i, I yeah. do enjoy them sort of just buying it off in parts right now <laughs> <laughs> why not if you can't beat them buy them buy them you're not wrong i okay. rarely am so we've settled that Good. Moving on. There's, they have good. They have good reasons to do what they might or might not be doing. <laughs> Although <laughs> I was able to record at the proper time last week, we ended up having to change to a different time, which is why uh, James filled in. At some point, we're gonna have to just make it the four of us. But uh, <laughs> I only got to listen in as you guys talked about Prime Day. Yes. So I was there yelling at my uh, Overcast that, that app. we had, none of us mm-hmm. had bought anything, screaming about all the things right. I bought for Prime Day. Okay, so you know, so how how uh, glorious was your Prime Day? I celebrated the Prime Day season in the way you're meant to, which is by spending money on stuff you don't <laughs> need, uh, but that you still like. One is a robotic vacuum that arrived today, a Roomba competitor. Did it drive uh, itself to your house? No, mm. it, it took a long time to get there. Uh, it is well recommended by what's Wire the Cutter. what's the um, what's the name of that one again? Koayu. <laughs> That's not right. That's an interesting pronunciation. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does yeah. not know what he bought. No, I don't really know. Yuffie makes a great one, and that's the one that was recommended, and then it, it was EUFY, and then the Yuffie one wasn't available. And so, Oh, okay. So you didn't get the Yuffie one. Okay. Yeah, the no, Yuffie I, one's the one recommended by the wire cutter, right? Yeah. 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 
didn't get it. And then when I was reading reviews on Amazon, people were like, you should get this other one. And so I did because uh, it was really cheap uh, at the time. Uh, a Koayu, C-O-A-Y-U, robot vacuum. And it's great because it's uh, the the manual is uh, written in delightful <laughs> it's, English. It's pronounced Caillou. <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> okay. So that's one thing. That's just an it's annoying from Canadian Canada, child. And it's yeah. pronounced Caillou. <laughs> it's charging right now. So another thing I bought. I for a long time I owned two uh, six port USB wall chargers, um, and I kept one at my nightstand and then one in my travel bag. Let me ask you, Lex, how often do you need to charge your wall? Good one. <laughs> and this is what it's like when the positions are reversed, my friend. When I got to charge my brother needs to charge his wall because he's got that little <laughs> Tesla thing. Shut up, and, <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> Soon. Soon. Yes. <laughs> Someday soon, so, and for the rest of as, my life. As you guys may remember, I was on a vacation recently in Alaska, and I travel with my, my USB charger, and I... So, I, I now only have one, not two, because I, I lost one in a hotel room, uh, like, in the past year. So, I just had the one. I leave it in my nightstand, and I travel with it. So, I take that one USB hub I have left, and I plugged it on the cruise, and this nice, like, bolt of fire flew out from I don't know where, and there was just the smell of having burned something. And I was like, well, let's see if it still works, and it did. It worked fine. <laughs> so, I left it plugged <laughs> in. Uh, came home. You're came, you're on the water. Yeah. <laughs> came home from the trip. Fire is not fire. a problem. Yeah. Used it. It was fine. Went to Dan Moran's wedding. Packed it. Using the hotel over there. It was fine. Came home. Plugged it in. Another bolt of fire shot out of it. And I said, "All right, I'm officially retiring. This is, this is my yeah. house. The cruise I can burn. My house not so much." So I ordered two Amazon Basic 60 watt 10 port multi USB wall chargers. That's a lot of wall. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of wall charging. They were very yeah. cheap, and they have been great. No yep. fires so, thus far. Well, your, your previous one, may I ask for the purposes of research, what brand it was? I, I don't even know. That's um, probably a bad sign. I'm, we, I'm looking up so to when see we, if I when we went on when we went on the trip to go to you know somebody's wedding, I assiduously packed you know these these plugs that have USB ports at the bottom, and, and it's like four. There's two of them, and there's four USB ports, and I'm like, okay, that, this is enough for all of us as long as we bring enough cables, we're fine. And when we got there, Karen pulls out this like huge thing that she also packed, which is one of those. Yeah, it's one of those wall charger things, but it's like, but it's a four. I think it's like four, you know, three prong plugs, and then like eight USB plugs. <laughs> Wow. I was like, I was like, what are you doing with that? I love. We that. have way too much charging capacity right now. So you it just tried to text us, and I, yeah, you just tried to text us, and did you text us the brand, the thing? I texted the actual link to the item I had owned. See, I saw that, fire. and then it disappeared, and now all I see is your next one with a little uh, editorial. Oh, text. oh yeah, text. Okay, yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. Mine's still there, but uh, but yeah, it was a photo, so I urge you not to buy okay, a photo. I guess I, I have, <laughs> but I got one. two Amazon Basics. <laughs> oh, I got it again. Nice. I've got a four port that I bought a while ago. That's an anchor, which has been totally fine. Yeah, and we'll be that's taking what I've that. Got, I'll be taking that to yeah. on our honeymoon because it's got so four USB ports is plenty for the amount of stuff I travel with. Yeah, and if you burn down James's house, it's no big deal. Whatever he can, he yeah. can get. He's got that sweet P-Calc. My mm-hmm. my anchor charger is the one that I lost in a hotel room. Uh, it might be that you have it. Uh, I bought a, a set of uh, luggage, three purple suitcases. Um, I bought a <laughs> Fire TV compat, like uh, Fire TV built-in TV, and um, I'm returning it because Lauren doesn't want it, so that's exciting. <laughs> and then I also got a Ring alarm. That was the other big tech purchase I made, and boy, it was fun to set up, like legitimately. 
not all of the parts have arrived because when you buy like the 14 piece or 16 piece alarm it's actually like they send you the five piece and they send you other accessories um and then i got annoyed at waiting so i went to home depot and bought the other parts nope i went to lowe's because home depot is bad and i bought the other parts and canceled that <laughs> why is home depot bad i forget they like trump <laughs> is that right okay that's right i couldn't remember it's hard to keep track i need a spreadsheet that's true yeah I just wanted to add the, to the bizarreness of your link not showing up. It showed up in the preview pane on the left side of messages on the Mac, but it's not in the chat. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, it just works, friends. Just mm-hmm. works. But I don't know. I, I, I have been nervous about these Wi-Fi-based alarms and, like, can they be as good as a regular alarm? And I think it's fantastic. The setup is great. It's really smart. Ring is owned by Amazon, so I know John will never get it, but the... Mm-hmm. I like them knowing <laughs> when I've left my house. Enjoy the surveillance state. And uh, well, honestly, Jeff Bezos comes over and hangs out at Lex's house when he leaves. It was a factor for me because I was like, if you buy one of these and simply save another company that does this, if you buy one of these uh, tethered to a specific company alarms and that company goes out of business, now who's going to monitor your alarm? And I was assuming, you know, if a company went out of business and they had some warning, they might transition it. They might say, and this seems dangerous, but maybe they like open source. And so other companies can now have it reported to them, although everybody also knows the code of your alarm and that can be problematic. The, but I was like, it's Amazon. They're not going to go out of business anytime soon. So it's, that's, uh, it's that's fairly true. Yes. Yeah. I think that that is a safe bet. Yes. So I have a, uh, I have a somewhat tangential question because you mentioned before uh, something that you'd seen. Uh, I think it was the vacuum was a wire cutter recommended pick. And then not, but yes. Well, I wanted to ask your opinions of the wire cutter recently, because I've sworn by the wire cutter for years, but in my recent experiences, I have tended to find that the stuff, they don't, their stories don't get updated as often, mm-hmm. uh, and that the some of the stuff that they've recommended, I've actually been not as thrilled with, or seen rev- other reviews elsewhere that really disagreed with them. So they've, I, I don't know, I mean, like, and I, I still buy stuff often on their recommendation or i do check them pretty frequently but i i feel in some ways that they have not been as much the gold standard for me as they used to be i don't know if your experience has been i, the same I cannot argue this point i will say that they now are one stop along my research phase where they used to be yes the only stop right right i yeah. hate when they give you a recommendation and you click to amazon it's like two and a half stars from ten thousand yeah, people exactly like, right hmm yeah, yeah, I, I had that experience wrong. recently, and I was like, this seems strange. I don't know. I trust their opinion more than Joe Blow on Amazon, for sure. Yeah, but 10,000 uh, Joe Blows? <laughs> right. That's well, a lot. I mean, it, you know, I mean, I don't even... Well, okay, 10,000. But I, there's a lot of gaming going on on Amazon, too. True. That's I mean, fair. Usually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust the... I mean, I would probably be more inclined to trust the negative reviews than the positive reviews on Amazon. Yes. Yes. So, although review bombing uh, is another thing that happens. In that instance, I would, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it would. Yeah, but, I just, it, <sighs> it's not as cut and dried. I feel like as it as it once yeah. was, and yeah. and I and I also I feel like their stuff skews very is more skews more expensive. Um, yeah, because like I mean, like today we were Karen needs a PC laptop for work, um, and she was frustrated with the one that we have because it's really old and the keyboard's dying and stuff like that, and so we we're like. Okay, well, let's look on the wire cutter and see what the wire cutter recommends for like the cheapest PC laptop. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like seven or eight hundred bucks or something like that. And it's like, you can get like, I mean, so she's going to use this seriously like three hours a quarter. <laughs> right. So it needs to be, it's, and maybe that's not a fair criteria. 
because it's not it's not going to be general use. Well, it's probably not what it's, they're selecting based on. Yeah, case. so maybe that's just what the problem is. But, I, but I, you know, it's like we looked on there and I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, you shouldn't spend eight hundred dollars on this because yeah. you're hardly ever going to use it. A few a few weeks back, I just remember having a conversation. It was probably it might have been it was probably in a Slack somewhere. Um, but I know I remember Joe Rosenstiel was was part of it, and we were talking about. Um, why there's no wirecutter article for the best Wi-Fi router that doesn't look like a crazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, but that's the thing. I've I've had I've had issues with their Wi-Fi router recommendation for years. A I've, A because it's hideous, and B because I think it's way more complex than what are a lot of people are looking for now. If you're not doing the mesh stuff, right? Like if you just need like I just need a router to connect to my modem. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I did not love their their review on that, and so. And it's hard for me, like, I don't want to attribute the the reduction in quality to any particular uh, factor, but I, I do feel like that after Jackie left, I, don't, I have not been as enamored with their stuff. I feel like it's maybe a little bit more like when the New York Times bought them. Um, well, I don't know. They've owned them for a while now. I thought they did okay for a bit, but yeah, yes, but I think, like, I think sure. maybe yeah. like, it started going, you know. Which may be why she left. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I, I don't know yeah. enough about that. But it's, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's a shame because the business model remains so good, right? Like, you do want somebody to look at all the stuff and be like, what is yeah. the thing I it's, should buy? It's a problem. I, I mean, it, you, you have to just read them and, and then make your own decision. Because right. we we also, we have been, and I this is a <laughs> this is an argument we have in the house <laughs> almost every month. <laughs> Karen insists on subscribing to Consumer Reports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents still do, I think. Oh, my God. She also reads the wire cutter, but she's very, you know, like, she wants to get all the opinions before she buys anything. And so she also subscribes to Consumer Reports. And I just like, oh, my God, why they are we used spending to, that money every single yeah, month? I just, you know, I, I used to look at them pretty regularly, but I, I've never liked their electronics reviews. I do think no. that some of their other stuff is not bad. Um. But like, I mean, yeah, appliances yeah. and stuff like that. I think they tend to cars. I think they tend to do okay. But yeah, here's what it comes down to. I think because I, I used to love Consumer Reports, and and I I stopped subscribing sometime after they hated every iPhone that ever existed. But the mm-hmm. the truth is, is that Consumer Reports and like Nielsen have a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Where and I guess to a degree, the wire cutter, and I, I appreciate and approve of the wire cutter's models uh, or, or their approaches. But like, it's it's sampling, right? Consumer Reports does not have a thousand people test a thing. They have a team of like, well, here's our eight experts who we had to try this thing. And six of them said this thing was good and two of them said everything was good. But like, what you really want is a thousand people or ten, like you want a statistically significant sample of people yeah. who cover your interests and your needs and, and desires I and think, analogy to do that. An I army. think it's more what complicated if, than that. What if though? we just clone a bunch of multis and <laughs> Because like, I mean, like my example of the, the PC laptop that we're, we're hardly ever going to use, I think there's a there's a more of a decision tree process and it would be i mean the ideal thing which is really complicated to build is something that allows you to select for different features and can you know analyzes those features that you want and then spits out a decision right and that doesn't make a sense for every product either but it does make the sense for a lot of products i mean like when i bought the nas a few weeks back I looked at the wire cutter reviews, but part of the problem there was they were not, even though they recommended a Synology, the the one that I ended up buying was not covered at all in their review. 
just wasn't mentioned because I think it was too yeah. new or something. It wasn't like super new, but you know, yeah. if you, I you had gotta, that, like, I had that problem with TVs when I was buying a TV. Oh yeah, the TV stuff the that's got to yeah. be next to impossible right. to keep up with just because right. it does right. move. So I was fast. just like, okay, this is the same brand. This model number, I mean, it's not it's, it's not close. shown yeah. anywhere, but it seems close. So I'm gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, and some of that I imagine is just the difficulty of keeping up with all these different areas. And all the products within that area, right? Like, because even when you read a review that they've done, you know, they're like, we tested these 10. And sometimes they'll tell you, look, we saw these other 15 or whatever, and we discounted them for various reasons, just like off the top because of, you know, what is something they were missing or things that just didn't quite make the cut. And I think you have to do that. You do have to be kind of brutal in that kind of situation. But it's hard, right? Because it's like, you're doing that for TVs where there's like hundreds of TVs, but then you're doing that for, you know, dozens of different product categories, each with Mm -hmm. hundreds of products in them. So, you know, they kind of got their work cut out for them, but it is, uh, it has become less, less of my, you know, as Lex said, not, not my only source anymore. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Well, three out of two people on this show, (laughs) Have, three out of have two agreed. people, is that what you said? No, I said, well, three people on this show have agreed <laughs> okay. that the wire cutter is not their only source. It's not what it used to be. Uh, but I, this reminds me of a story. I, uh, not that long ago, I was in Massachusetts to attend a wedding. <laughs> and I'm looking around, and what you want to see at a wedding is that the bride is the most, at, at, well, let's say at, at a wedding between a man and a woman, which is not the only wedding that you're happy to see, but at that kind of a wedding, at a heterosexual wedding between a male and a female. You want the bride to be the most beautiful woman in attendance, and you want the man, the groom, to be the most handsome man in attendance. And I look over at the groom at this wedding, and it's an outdoor wedding where conveniently for the ceremony, uh, the bride and groom and their entire wedding party will be in the shade, and all of the guests will be in the hot, blazing, fiery sun. It's a perfect setup. But you can't help, as you sweat to death, you can't help but notice, good Lord, that is a handsome groom. And what I realized is that groom was so handsome because it appeared to me that his suit was made to measure for his body. Like, it was a suit that could exclusively and especially fit his own body. You with me on this? And to be clear, you did not go to a, a wedding that was in the nude. No, this was a clothed wedding, mm-hmm. unfortunately. It was the wedding uh, of Dan Moran. <laughs> it, it wasn't and made he was wearing, John. <laughs> he was wearing an Indochino suit. Uh, and that suit was made, Dan, if I'm not mistaken, to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess you loved the wide selection of high quality fabrics and colors. Am I right? I, there were quite a few fabrics and colors, and I did appreciate having that selection. I, I don't want to be bound into a single fabric or color, Lex. I like my no. options. And you personalize the details like the lapel, the lining, the pockets, the buttons. You get to do it all. And then you just sit back, relax at home until you get your professionally tailored suit. This week, Dan, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $369 at Indochino.com when they enter the code REBOUND at checkout. You're too late to go to Dan's wedding, but you still want to get a made-to-measure premium suit. You can get 50% off the regular price. Plus, shipping is free. Again, that's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $369 and free shipping. It's an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. Once you go custom, you don't go back. Nobody can bet best that slogan. I've tried. I've tried. Once you go custom, it's it's custom or bustum, but people just say no. It's not catching on yet. Although I'm going to call Indochino. Yeah, you should do that. I think it. you should. Yeah, don't I forget to use should. code rebound, Lex. <laughs> mm-hmm. How yeah. could I? Right. 
Uh, I want to ask- the point now where whenever I shop online, <laughs> I try the promo code rebound. Continue. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you guys if you're feeling like you've got some trust issues. <laughs> or perhaps some antitrust <laughs> issues. Oh! Oh! Hey! Boom. See what I did there? Yeah, I didn't uh, like no? it. No? All right. Fine. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, well, so today as we record this, which is Tuesday, uh, the DOJ has said they're going to be... They've launched a, quote, broad antitrust review into major technology companies and whether they are stifling competition. And the um, I think they, they haven't called out specific companies. But they have mentioned specific areas, including online search, and I think retail as well, and social networks. So, you know, people are expecting Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Microsoft quite makes cuts it anymore. They've already been through that ringer. But yeah, I don't know. This has been a big issue, obviously, in the political arena recently. But uh, there was this. And then in the same time, there's a thing today uh, in the journal about whether Apple was using its, basically juicing its own apps in the App Store search, mm-hmm. uh, which is a tough thing to answer, I feel like, because Apple's, it's like a chicken and an egg problem. Like, Apple's apps are really popular because they're free, mostly, and they're high quality, but is that what knocks them up the, the search results, or are they, you know, doing something a little bit? shady there i don't i don't know i wouldn't believe them to be doing something shady necessarily but it is convenient um i did not have a chance to read that article did you did either of you i uh i it's behind the paywall yeah i know yeah <laughs> i read a lot of tweets you know you can um often so uh digression here um what i noticed one time bef- recently is that if you uh use apple news and I, not even as a subscriber, because I'm not a subscriber, uh, you can often search on the headline of a Wall Street Journal article and find it. Oh. I don't th- I'm sure you can't find everything, but uh, you can um, find, let's see, Apple. What are the other uh, app store? Juicing? Well, let me see if I can find it. Anyway, um, we're doing this live, people. If it's, um, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't have too much of a problem if they're free apps, but I have more of a problem if they're, well, I have a serious problem if they're for pay apps. Well, but that's the thing is that the, it's the line has gotten blurred too, right? Because there's so many right. things now that are free apps, quote unquote, but are linked yeah. to services. So yeah. you know, and right? True. How do you how yeah. do you deal with that? Yeah, I it doesn't seem good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, you own the store. You you should try and make it a level playing field. Right. Well, but how do you... This is the challenge I think that Amazon's been dealing with, too, and they've gotten under some scrutiny as well with, like, the Amazon Basics stuff, right? Because they are essentially undercutting the, the other parties. But they're generally producing good, reliable products. And so as a result, those products get ranked highly and get further pushed. So it becomes kind of a virtuous or vicious circle, depending on how you're looking at it. Yeah. Just to follow up, this this article is uh, available in Apple News. Ah, okay. So in that regard, um, Apple is um, why, being very forthright. Why don't, you, why don't you read it out loud to us? <laughs> <laughs> Apple dominates App Store search results, thwarting competitors. Ooh, thwarting. It's also Good a word. crazy sort of uh, animated thing where all the icons change. Yeah, they which keep is moving. Distracting yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a tough one because I. You understand that Apple's like, well, it's my store. I can put whatever I want out front. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> yeah, but 
you must <laughs> shop. You must shop at this store <laughs> if right, you use. Exactly. Yeah, that's if the you other use these devices. That's the problem. But like, I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, right? Like Amazon or like any brick and mortar retail store, right? Like you walk into your local grocery store or Walmart or Target, and they have all their house brands as well, right? Like, and those are generally, yeah. as in this case, they are generally cheaper than the alternative, right. and they're usually. I mean, a lot of the cases, they're as good, if not better, than the brand name stuff. But that's also kind of a long-running thing, right? Because, like, people pay for yeah. brand names, like, because of the, you know, hashtag brands of the way it makes them feel. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the fact that you don't really have an alternative in the App Store other than, if you don't like it here, you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> But I, I think it will be interesting seeing how that plays into this antitrust stuff, because I do think that so much of the technology industry has become dominated by these big players. And you look yeah. at things like, especially Apple getting into this arena too, but the single sign-on stuff, where like you know these all these companies essentially want ways for you to log in um, so that they can track your data, or in the case of Apple, prevent you from having your data tracked by other people. Uh, you know, that's, that's very pervasive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like app, there's a, there's a decent case to make, uh, and, and it's, it's unfortunate because the, Apple has managed to build one of the most secure, I mean, the most secure operating system, uh, by virtue of owning the store. So there's a, there's a good side effect to that. On the other hand, there's also a, a real drawback in terms of the, the amount of control that they exert over developers and things that are available to people and in stuff like this and that's also gross <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i i don't know i i doesn't seem it doesn't seem great i i'm sure that there's i would like to think that there's a better solution than that than what we currently have uh, i'm not sure if i know exactly what it is and i and i'm also not sure if the government knows what it is oh sure here. yeah no i mean i i <laughs> They're the only people in a position to do anything about it, so that's right. for, for me, that's fine. But yeah, I agree with you that there's there's probably some questions of expertise. I I often wonder in something like the App Store whether or not there would be a benefit to things like I know you know Google obviously keeps its algorithm very played very close to the chest because that's a huge competitive advantage. One would think that it doesn't matter as much, certainly for Apple, if the App Store algorithm were known, but then there certainly would be plenty of attempts to further game it. Then again, that already happens, and people have figured out ways to game, you know, the search algorithms. So I kind of wonder if, if, like, if there would be some advantage to making that, you know, the 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 way the algorithm works public. I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> I I don't know. It doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter as much for them. It does for Google because it doesn't matter if some other company is like, oh. We need to compete with Apple. You can't compete with Apple. The store is locked down. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a good case that can be made, certainly against both Apple, I mean, Apple, Google, and Amazon, at the very least. I mean, Microsoft is a little bit further back now. Uh, Facebook. So, uh, obviously, less of a concern, but maybe also to be included in this kind of thing. Well, yeah, I mean, big week for... Uh, I, I'm not convinced anything major will come out of it, if only because I look at something... Uh, <laughs> To link into another story from this week, the Equifax having to pay their $700 million fine or whatever and think, who cares? I mean, right. there's a thing. I mean, Facebook was well, the same thing. The same thing with, um, with Facebook's Facebook, $5 right? billion. Dollar, yeah. I mean, like $5 yeah. billion. Oh, I, should, I should also add Facebook to that list, by the way. Yeah. I, I, yeah. $5 billion yeah. 
there's definitely more of a dent there, but it's still only a dent, not a, you know, yeah, major impediment. They can shrug that off. But the, the problem is, I mean, none of these none of these settlements are intended to put those companies out of business. That's the thing, right? Like, well, these are not penalties. I don't necessarily think they, they should put them out of business, but they should also be able to actually feel it. Right. It, <laughs> it should, should be a punishment be. that feels like a deterrent. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that front. I just, I don't know what that looks like. Is it 20 million, 20 billion dollars? Like, I can't, I honestly could better. have a hard time. <laughs> I honestly have a hard time seeing the government ever levying a penalty that, that high. Yeah. But until they, well, but until they do, then, then they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. Sure. Right. I mean, if and- they consider, they consider it the cost of doing business. This also leads into that whole, this um, uh, issue of uh, PACs and, how most of these companies run their own political action committees that donate to <laughs> people who are really awful. <laughs> and uh, Microsoft announced today that they are suspending their pack oh, at that. least until the fall, which I don't know exactly what that means. Like, are they suspending it until like right before the election or after the election? The fall this year though, would still be well before the election. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Right. They just want to see how it shakes out. I mean, there is. I'm, there, I'm assuming there's also an election this year, but <laughs> unless unless things have changed, <laughs> it's not as important. Yeah, stay tuned on that front. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just a small uh, one. Yeah, too soon. Let's, let's laugh about it while we can. You know what you shouldn't laugh about, Dave? <laughs> you shouldn't laugh about credit card bills with high interest rates. If you're ready to pay off your credit card balances and start saving money. Do what John Moltz did and get a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream with rates as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay and lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 $100,000 with no application fees, no origination fees, no transaction fees, no prepayment penalties. The rate is fixed, so it'll never go up over the life of the loan. Plus, you can even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day you apply. Just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. But the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash rebound, L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash rebound. It's subject to credit approval. The rate includes a 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash rebound for more information. And I can tell you, because he's told you on the show many times, John Moltz says that credit card consolidation loans are a smart thing to do. So you can stop paying credit cards too much money. It's true. That is exactly right. I would like to clarify. I did not get one from Lightstream, although I certainly would have considered them if they if it had been a thing when I was <laughs> looking. <laughs> because... Uh, you don't want to pay ridiculous rates to credit card companies. You can consolidate your loans and you can get a better rate and pay less. Doesn't it feel good <laughs> <laughs> to pay less? That's why I shop at Payless Shoes, not an advertiser. <laughs> they actually don't I don't, they don't even exist anymore. They're they're I, they, I don't think yeah. they exist. Yeah, I think they're gone. I saw a, a report this morning that also suggested that we have not seen the end of uh, MacBook revisions this year, which made me scratch my head a little bit. Uh, is, what, is it, was this the 16-inch? or It was the 16-inch, but also claiming MacBook 13-inch MacBook Pro and a revamped MacBook Air. And I could not, for the life of me, fathom <laughs> why they would do that when they just did this. <laughs> Well, I was, you know, I was explaining to Hank the other day uh, uh, the uh, the whole thing about the iPad 4, which came out six oh, yeah, months yeah, yeah, after yeah. the iPad yeah. 3. Every once in a while, so, it does happen. It's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it's, 
So this is from Taiwan's Economic Daily News. I don't know what their track record is yeah, like. Yeah, probably um, not great. Probably not great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this would be four months after probably, you know, yeah, the last that seems... revisions. That seems unlikely. Right. Uh, I think, I mean, the 16-inch one that's been rumored seems plausible. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think any, I would be kind of surprised if they made a bump of something else. Yeah. And the price of the 16 inch comes out at like 3000 bucks or something like that. If I remember Oh, there was something about okay. that, but I, I think yeah. it's too early to yeah. even speculate about it, which doesn't seem well, super unreasonable, I guess for the larger of the MacBook pros. Well, it just depends what kind of specs you got. Yeah. I am still in the market for a laptop eventually, but I just haven't been, I haven't found one that, that speaks to me. What are you using now? You're still using an Air? Yeah, 11-inch Air. Yeah. I just, the... Um, it's a nice machine. It is a nice machine. And, and the 13-inch MacBook Air is very close, surprisingly, in size. Um, it's still a little bit heavier in weight, and it's much, it's deeper by an inch or two. Um, but it's it's much closer in some ways to the 11-inch Air than it is to the old 13-inch Air. Uh, but the 12-inch, the which no longer exists was a more compelling form factor just you know <laughs> needed some more well the form the form factor was nice but yeah that's the processor I... and everything else was not yeah exactly so yeah still waiting but uh yeah. hopefully i can wring another year or so out of this thing i believe in you thank you you're not actually squeezing it are you uh should i not be you should not be yeah uh, that's not how you get that's not how you get i'll be right back quality <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did have some follow up from two weeks ago, which is that the uh, Apple's original hold a map that they relaunched for iOS still a great app. <laughs> that's, that's my follow. I played one, or, right, one really? or two rounds, and I thought I did not download. I'm it. terrible at this. <laughs> then I went on to Doctor Mario, as I mentioned last week. I did I did download Doctor Mario, and I have been playing a lot of Doctor Mario. It's really so. fun. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy oh, fun. This is interesting. I tried Doctor Mario, and I hated it. So really? tell me why I should like it. Why did you hate it? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I can't explain. I don't think I can explain it to you. <laughs> I couldn't get past the first like introductory levels. I found them so insultingly boring. Like I got past them. I was oh, able okay, to okay. complete it's them. Like Alexa, but I, yeah, I just right. found it them. It starts off pretty easy. It's it just it, it felt like I wanted to be able to speed through some of the. And so I, like I just want to play. Well, yeah, okay. I will say that the levels. It's very easy to speed through the levels when you also realize you can just drag the the capsules wherever you want on the board. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's get a lot faster at that point. Right. Um. And the later ones are definitely cha- more challenging. Like, yeah. I definitely ran into more and more, because they add all these elements that are, are trickier to, to get past. Bubbles and yeah. cages and ice blocks and, yeah, I don't know. I like it a lot, but I, I you know, as a Nintendo fan especially, I think it... Right. It's got I that, think that's... Yeah. Scratches that itch. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't, like, a Candy Crush person. Like, I, I never no, me, particularly I never played Candy, Candy Crush. liked that style. And, I, and as a kid... I always preferred Tetris to Dr. Mario. Um, but I think both what I, what I like about this version compared to those is that, you know, in the old style game, it was the drop the block from the top, right? And you had to like race against time to, you know, get it to the right place. And I always got so frustrated when it felt like I couldn't do it fast enough and the blocks would build up and you'd lose, right? Whereas I enjoy that this one, it's more about, there's a little more strategy because it's a, you just, you can, Go at your own pace. You just have a finite number of capsules to use. 
So I enjoy that aspect of it because it's more thinking about like strategic deployment. Like, ah, oh, where can I put this? I don't feel like super tense about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't need well, that. I'm glad you guys are having fun with it. Yeah. Right, That's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. What a nice guy. Um, have either of you, Lex, this seems like an app aimed at you. Uh, have you tried this new uh, flight app that everybody was talking about today? So I saw people talking about it. I just saw one tweet about it, actually. Flighty is the app. Uh, bizarrely, and maybe it's, I, I don't know if the app is brand new today as we record or not, but when I was searching the app store for it, I couldn't find it. It, is, bra- it is brand new. That's why. Okay. So I had to like get a link. So th- less bizarrely. Um, and so I, I, I don't yet have a flight um, that it can track for me, but the idea is that it can track your flights from pretty far back in the history. Meaning if you have a flight tomorrow to San Francisco, it can look and see where your plane is coming from and let you know if there are already delays happening before the airline would tell you. Like, hey, your plane wow. never left from this cool. other place or it's yeah, so, three hours behind or whatever. Yeah, it uses... Someone like, threw up in aisle 22. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, I guess it uses information that's available via the FAA, but tends to be kind of technical. So they have like, they actually sort of interpret that data and translate it into something that we can understand, which seems fairly distinct from, you know, a lot of other flight apps, which just rely on, you know, information provided by airlines. Now, uh, I will say this is an app that can be very helpful to me, um, and I'm really into it, and I like when apps charge enough for the developers to make a good living, but this is a very uh, high-tier app. We'll go with that. It is not an overpriced app, but it is an expensive app. I believe that the subscription is $50 a year if you don't want to use the free version. And the free version is very fully featured. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't have push notifications. You got to check it on your own. It doesn't integrate with like TripIt, which I love. My God, I could talk about TripIt for hours. But like the free version does plenty. But yeah, if you want the paid features, which might be right for me, I'm thinking about it for the next time I travel. But it's you could pay a monthly fee or it's $50 for a year. And that's, I, I can't think of any software that I'm paying $50 a year for right now. I signed up for the, because it's got like a two-week free trial, and I'm about it to do some do. traveling, so I signed up and turned that on with a little reminder for myself to turn it off if it seems like it's not, you know, make its money. But, I mean, the nice thing about all these subscriptions is I can pay the monthly fee for the one month I'm traveling, and then just cancel it. And, and like, <laughs> next time I have a bunch of travel, I can turn it on again. So, it is like, there is some price efficiency there. Uh, the flight tracking apps in general have gotten pricier, I have found. There are a couple others that I liked that also had high subscriptions, but not quite this high. And I wondered if just like, it's one of those interesting fields where it's like somewhat commoditized, but not really. Like, because all the different airlines obviously have their own apps, some of which provide this similar information to this. Um, And then there are third-party apps, but how do you convince people to charge for those? when they already have free options and yeah i don't know there was one i liked years ago i think it was flight track pro and it that went under and so i've been trying to find a replacement to it for it ever since uh and i've been using flight logger which was fine but not you know not super distinct from a lot of the other offerings out there yeah you know what i like is not flying (laughs) why it's always have you tried staying at home (laughs) Is there an app for that? <laughs> I should make one. <laughs> Freelance. <laughs> I uh, I like this show because what I can guarantee is there's always two people who are interested in a topic, but you can never quite you can never quite predict which two. <laughs> if we were talking about the Apple Watch, you get all three of us. That's. I mean, really, man who doesn't nope. wear his Apple Watch? <laughs> yeah, really, I don't think so. 
can't even agree on Prime Day anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys just start talking about your kids, and I tune out. <laughs> <laughs> we do the same, actually. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Want to take the fast track to your career in technology? Earn your computer science degree online from Oregon State University eCampus and tap into unlimited career possibilities. This fully online program offers flexible academic plans so you can balance rigorous coursework with your life commitments. And when you apply, use the code REBOUND to waive your application fee. Learn more at ecampus.oregonstate.edu slash rebound and use the code REBOUND. Uh, I had a devil of a time this week because Cap got a new phone and we were trying to get off an uh, ebook that I had sideloaded. Well, I had given her a copy of my book to read. And I had sideloaded it into the Kindle iOS app via you like, made her buy it. AirDrop. Well, it's not out yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that book. Okay. <laughs> uh, and um, she had made a bunch of annotations. And then when she got a new phone, because it was sideloaded, the Kindle app didn't sync it. Didn't sync. Yeah. The, none of the dot, like the sideload stuff synced because it right. only syncs the stuff that you email to your Kindle. And so I ended up using like a third-party app, uh, PhoneView, which I used to be an eCamp thing. I'm not sure if it still is, but like one of those old apps where you could like look at the contents of your phone without using iTunes. Because when I plugged it into iTunes, it oh, just yeah. kept being like, "Do you want to erase this phone?" I was like, "No, that's right. that's not what I need." So I got the Mobi off of it, but the, the Kindle iOS app does not embed the annotations in the ebook file. It keeps them somewhere else that I can't get to. Oh right, uh, which is right. annoying as fuck. Yeah. So I yes. don't know what to do about that. Like, as like I, I, there's literally no export option for annotations in the Kindle iOS app. Baffling. Hmm. Just like fell into some weird hole there. So isn't there yeah. another reader she could use? Isn't that Magic Tavern? There's no way to get the book from the Kindle app into anything else. So basically, but you have it. I mean, you could sideload it into something else, right? Well, but sure, but I can't get the annotations. Yeah, oh, yeah, all yeah, I care yeah. about oh, is the annotations. Yeah, okay, now okay. there's you're no existing, way to get those yeah, out. You're exist. That's gone, Dan. <laughs> yeah, did essentially. Check, yes. Did you check like the Amazon website? Yes. Yeah, because like yeah. it does sync stuff if you use the email to your Kindle send to your Kindle option, but not if you just like airdrop it onto the phone. Um, gotcha. At which point, it's just only in the local storage on that device. And there is a thing where it syncs mm-hmm. annotations and bookmarks, but not for stuff that wasn't synced using the phone, <laughs> etc. It's like this oh really God. stupid hole I fell into. Ugh. So basically, I learned never to do that again. Right. Well, but, you learned something. Yay. <laughs> you grew as a person. Uh, no, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Why? You shrank. You I shrank did. as a person. I did shrink as a person. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I said this to John last night, but I'll reiterate it here. Good luck for the next couple weeks, boys. Oh, God. You're on your own. Oh, Oh, boy. 